This is ELT Today, brought to you by Frameworks Education Group. I'm Emma Pratt, and in this podcast I'll be talking with Bita Rezai, Language School Director, CELTA Trainer, and the woman behind the first IELTA conference taking place in Tehran in February 2017. IELTA, or Iran English Language Teachers Association, is in its first years of life and reflects the industry of English language teachers' desire to mature in its practice. It takes a special kind of person to bring people together and forge communities. It takes leonine qualities to get things to happen in restricted circumstances and within a culture not famous for its teamwork. Beta puts it like this. Well, basically, Iranians in general, they're not good team members, team players. Mm. Uh, even if you look at our success rate at our sports, you will see that we're very good wrestlers. We're very good tennis players. We're very good chess players. But when it comes to something that we have to do as a team, like football, everybody wants to be the person who scores the goal. <laughs> so working as a group is something that we are very much practicing. And um, I have sharpened my skills in terms of team building mm. and leading from behind. Because another challenge here is that, um, you know how they say first they laugh at you and then they... I don't know, they follow you and then they join you. In Iran, that stage where people laugh at you and they want to tell you that what you're doing and what you're spending your time on is not worth it and it will die out, that stage is very, very tough. And if you can survive this, mm. you're almost half done. No, bringing people together in Iran isn't easy especially when different groups are at odds with each other professionally. In order to begin a language school in Iran, you need to obtain a license. There are, according to Bita, at least three or four state authorities issuing these licenses, including, for example, the Ministry of Culture or of Education and of Higher Education. Adding to that, various municipalities have their own educational services and other different entities exist as well. Lots of stakeholders, lots of agendas. Beta hasn't let any of this stop her. Apart from spearheading IELTA, she is also the Director of Studies at the Hermes Institute of Science and Technology and a CELTA trainer. But where did Beta start with language learning? Basically it all started with me picking up English together with Farsi at a very early age. Um, I could speak English when I was around five and uh, it has become surprising to many. I have never left the country for learning English. Mm. All English that I picked up happened here in Iran. Mm. Um, when I was 16, um, I sat a recruitment test by one of the big language schools in Iran at the time. Yes. And I passed the test and uh, they were kind enough to put their trust in me and offer me a position. So I started working as an English language teacher at the age of 16 wow. when I was still going to my high school and finishing my last year but um, it all started from then um, at the age of 20 um, I was trusted with supervising and managing their uh, one of their major branches in west of Tehran and uh, at the time I had a language school uh, but which I was in charge of which served about 5,000 students per term and that is like eight terms a year we're talking about. So it was huge. Um, I did my CELTA 
at the time I did my salsa, it was not known to, I would say, to almost nobody in Iran. I was like the local girl who did it all. I left the country and did my salsa because it was not available um, in 2006 or seven, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And then a couple of years after that, I started negotiating with Cambridge yes. and uh, opened the first um, teacher training center, I mean, teaching award center. And we offered Salta courses here for two, three years. Some 30 years back, the French language used to be the significant other in Iran for anyone who considered themselves educated. However, with time it gave way to English. Following the Iranian Revolution of 1979, the United States imposed economic sanctions and expanded them in 1995 to include firms dealing with the Iranian government. In 2006, the United Nations Security Council passed a resolution that imposed sanctions after Iran refused to suspend its uranium enrichment program. As a result, and not surprisingly, English has often been viewed by extremists in Iran as the language of aliens or of the enemy. A lot of English language schools simply ceased to exist under this pressure, and the ELT industry fell into a state of dormancy. Beta herself suffered. She had set up a CELTA training center in Tehran, which operated for two or three years. But the increased sanctions and embargoes against Iran led to Cambridge having to remove itself from the country, and everything collapsed. But not to be put off, Beta continued with her Delta and became a CELTA tutor in 2013. In Iran, like many countries, higher education is a symbol of status. According to Beta, the average level of higher education in Iran is a master's degree. This detrimental attitude towards English, a language in which large amounts of cutting-edge research is written, needed to be tackled from the very top. Interest in English has not changed a lot over the past, um, I would say, three decades. Yes, at the beginning of the revolution, um, it didn't receive that many favorable reviews. But um, our um, great leader, um, we have his quotation at the beginning of all English books for the mainstream education at the ministries of education. And there is a sentence from him saying that English is not the language of enemy. English is the language of knowledge and you have to pursue it and you have to learn it. Mm. So despite the ups and downs and all the controversies and views from extremists, which try to represent language as being a language of aliens or language of enemies, um, people of Iran in general um, being very hospitable and friendly and, you know, outgoing as they are, mm. they are very much proud of what they have in terms of culture and civilization. And they see English as a medium of communication mm. to any country uh, across the border. But this is for them a means of communication. So you will be surprised mm. by a number of people who will try to speak English with you when you come here. Mm. In fact, that kind of attempt is something quite exceptional in comparison to many other countries in which English is very much promoted mm. and budgeted by the government. I asked Beta what the Iranian character possessed that made people so positive about speaking English. Um, once again, I think it is um, the, the inner interest to express ourselves. And 
the silent fight that each and every Iranian is fighting against that distorted image of the country which is cornered. We, each and every one of us, in every endeavor that and in every um, you know encounter that we have with people of different nationalities, we try to mend that image which the Western media, mm. in a way, has built up of Iran. You're listening to ELT Today, brought to you by Frameworks Education Group. We're speaking with Bita Rezaei, looking at the ELT industry in Iran today. Today in Tehran alone, there are more than a thousand language schools with similar numbers for other provinces, with an average of 500 students per term for eight terms a year. Children are starting at English language institutions from the age of four. Given the academic application of English in Iran generally, English learners often focus on and gain high levels of English literacy for academic purposes. They need to be able to draw on and make sense of current research papers written in English. They also need to be able to write papers with an academic voice and structure. However, in schools, reading comprehension remains the primary focus. As a result, classes in formal mainstream education don't tend to be very dynamic or communicative. But all that is changing. In 2013, the curriculum changed to include an increased focus on spoken production and communication. Policy changes are highlighting a shortfall in teacher development, especially in rural areas where practitioners have been teaching receptive skills only in a predominantly grammar-based curriculum. They've never been exposed to a learner-centered, communicative approach. I mean, many of our school teachers can't even speak English. They know all about the grammar, but can't really speak English. So they wouldn't be able to train students up to do even a simple speaking task. In fact, if they do, and if they're very unlucky and they get one or, one or two of those students who uh, master their English in a private language school, then it will be their job on the line and the classroom will be a constant challenge for them. That so many students are attending the local private academies where communication, functional language and fluency take precedence poses problems for the state school teachers. And as Beta has explained, even a threat. The private sector, through training and being on top of the latest ideas in teaching methodology and learning psychology, is eclipsing the establishment. So much so that the Department of Education is currently negotiating the outsourcing of some language learning hours in state schools to the private sector. Given the need for an umbrella association to bring the booming ELT industry of Iran together into a community of practice, in 2013, Beta was presented with a challenge to make it happen with the support of IATEFL. I was at IATEFL mm. and um, someone from there who was, tra who was, I think I would say literally was tracking my uh, progress in the field, uh, suggested that I start Iran English Language Teachers Association and they promised that IATEFL would support the move. Yes. This was something that I had been thinking about for a long time yeah. because an entity like this was non-existent in Iran mm. at the time. So it started from then. We worked on it for two years. The original, the initial setup state took about two years. Yes. And um, 
now we have about a um, fifteen hundred members in good standing, wow. and we're organizing the very first um, conference called the association is called IELTA Iran English Language Teachers Association, and IELTA twenty seventeen, which is the first event of its kind, is happening between eight to tenth of February this year, for which. I think more than 700 people have registered so far and we still have three weeks to go before the event. What this event is trying to do, we have set it up in one of the most luxurious locations in Iran mm. and we're offering a state of art everything. And it is funded by two or three language schools and um, I, I have invested all that money because I want to give them a sense of belonging and in a way, I want them to feel respected so that when for the next event I invite, which will be free, I will invite them to come to the event. Then, you know, it's that, you know, it's that good feeling that you get of being around a certain group of people. Yes. So this is the first step and we'll see how it goes. As we near the opening of this first IELTA event in Iran, we can see the conference is almost full. This is in itself an achievement. You don't always make friends being a leader. To initiate change, you need to judge carefully, lead at times from behind with the fine touch of diplomacy, ever wrapped around an iron persistence and tenacity. This has been ELT Today, a podcast by Frameworks Education Group. If you want to know more about IELTA, the conference in Iran, or us, see the links below. Thanks for listening.